0: I'm <laughs> sorry.
1: And welcome back to another service here at the Altar of Noise. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my fellow music believers, Simon. Simon, what's going on, mate? Not a whole lot. We're sitting really close, I just realised. I know, yeah.
0: We're like touching toes. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, it's always good to play footsies with those that you care about, you know. Yeah. Just keeps you connected. Yeah. In all of those different ways. Totally. What's, totally. what's been going on?
0: Uh, not a whole lot. Not just, a whole lot. Just work? Just work. I had to... Resubmit my last assessment because I had to clarify some things. So wrapped that up. Um, that's about it. Yep. Finished our renovation to our laundry. Finally. Oh, it all came this week. Yeah, we have a laundry. We <laughs> our our washing machine and dryer's been in our like pergola area for about six to nine months. <laughs> so we now have a nice little laundry. Um, yeah, you know, end of year stuff.
1: Yeah, work. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah. So I had my first full week of uh, training students, and that's gone pretty well. Mm -hmm. Can't really complain. Um, But I, I was talking to one of the students on Friday, and they're like, "Oh, so what do you? uh, We're talking about plans for the weekend." And I'm just like, "Well, um, uh, Friday. I this is on Thursday. Friday, I'm like, well, I have to do my other job during the day, and then I have to go to my." Other job in the bottle shop on Friday nights and then Saturday I'm playing lawn bowls all day and got other stuff to do, tidy up the house. And then Sunday I've got to work in the morning and then record the podcast and then I'm back here. She's like, oh, do you do you ever have a day off? And I'm like, oh, a couple of weeks. A <laughs> couple of weeks I'm sure there'll be some moment of time where I can stop. It's a bit like that. Yeah. It's a bit like that. But, you know. It's the things we do, you know, the things for money and, you know. Our own self enjoyment. Yeah. Because I love playing lawn bowls and it was a good day yesterday. The team had a win. Um we we lost, but you know, we we had a good good fight. But you know, it was good to beat uh it was good to have an away win. Yeah. Away wins are always, I think, a bit more valuable. As someone who is a sporting person, Simon, you would very much understand that.
0: Yes. Yes. An away win's always worth double, kind of in my books. Yeah, absolutely. So
1: yeah. Nah. As, oh, good. especially when it's against a team that's on top of the ladder, like Ooh, we are yeah. facing. So we're like, yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Kick them in their old crumbly knees. And then what you do
0: is you stick around for beers afterwards just to rub it in more. Cause you're all happy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is great. This is a great place mm. to drink. Oh beers.
0: yeah. yeah. Got nice club rooms. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's a shame that it's full of losers. <laughs> <Uh-oh>.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm an adult. Damn it. Um, so with this episode today and one that's coming up soon, we're going to take it a little bit more easy, uh, a little bit more lighthearted. Um, yeah. Because it's getting towards that busy time of the year, the silly season, et cetera. Yep. Um, so we figured we'll take it light and easy for these next two. And then coming up not long after that will be our best of the year album mm. stuff. And those ones will be a bit more serious. You know, we'll get out the uh, microscope, the protractors, yeah, You know, those measuring devices just to determine which is the greatest of our album of this year.
0: I'll wear my monocle. Yep. Um, It will be fancy dress, obviously.
1: Yep. I have uh, got us matching lab coats. Oh, a you monocle know. and a lab coat. Absolutely.
0: Okay, done. Absolutely. Lovely. Sounds good. Yep. Sounds good. Sounds, sounds good. good. But this episode, we're going to have an argument.
1: <laughs> I assume. <laughs> I assume that, uh, do you know what? Part of me thinks that some of our answers might be the same. I reckon we'll be pretty close. Yeah. So this actually, oh, Simon, how do you, why don't you explain the genesis of this, uh, of today's episode?
0: Um, How did it,
1: oh, Facebook, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which
0: site, but there was a site that, um, they didn't write an article or anything. They just put up a post. Whoever the admin was must have been listening to a lot of regurgitator <laughs> and they said, it's just dawned on me, the post read, it's just dawned on me that Regurgitator are Australia's version of Beastie Boys. And I was like, that's an interesting take. And then, you know, sent it to you and Mark, Mark, our friend. And um, we kind of all came to the agreement that no, like we can see some similarities, but we wouldn't pick them to be our Beastie Boys. And then it just was, came from that. I was just like. Well, what would be all the other big bands? What would be the Australian versions of whomever the yep. Beatles um and then, yeah, it just kind of went from that to here we are <laughs> recording a podcast about it essentially <laughs> uh I mean, it should be interesting because there isn't a right or wrong answer, clearly um and we have we think of things differently, yeah. Like when I, I asked up? you about the parameters, the way I was thinking of it, and the way you kind of floated what a parameter should be, or not even a parameter, but mm. the way we're picking, weren't weren't the same. No. <laughs>
1: so um, yeah, I reckon the, it could be, uh, it could be diverse. Could be I've I've got a feeling some of them will be outlandish. Some yeah. uh, some of them will be kind of straightforward.
0: Yeah, I think I think it being Australian. <laughs> Kind of obviously limits the amount of bands.
1: Yeah, um, and we so. we, we try to go for a diverse range, and we also made it so they were you know large enough albums that they were universe of uh, large enough ba- bands that were universally known. Yep. and we also had to kind of point out that as much as a small little indie band might sound like this particular band, and nobody really knows who they are, so we kind of can't choose them. Yeah,
0: they need to have had some success. But if you're talking like, for instance, we're not doing the Beatles, but if we were doing the Beatles, we'd need the band, at least in Australia, would have had to have had pretty major success. Yeah. It couldn't be, you know, the Let It Be cover band,
1: indie band (laughs) from (laughs) Melbourne or whoever it is. But then you linked a band that I had no idea existed.
0: Yeah, which which surprised me because they are – very well known, but that's that's fine. Yeah.
1: That's know. fine. I don't I don't know music. I don't even know why I'm here. Anyone
0: wants weird stuff, just watch <laughs> the replacements.
1: <laughs> you know I screenshot that conversation and send it to Danny. Did you? Yeah. He's, Did just he like, you're, he's just like you're a fucking idiot. Didn't he know who you He oh, knew who the replacements were. Oh, there you go, see? Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like Apex Twitter, you fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, I
0: thought at least like I I kinda go okay, so he probably doesn't know the name, the replacements or the music, but surely he knows what they look like because that's been, I knew what they look like before I found out that they're the replacements. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. That's fine.
1: Apparently I know nothing.
0: Yeah. We, we, we realized that you didn't discover that music was a thing
1: till you're about 16. So yeah. Yeah. What is this fangled noises coming out of this weird box in my car? <laughs> um, right. So let's start with what I think is the easiest. Alright, so we should clarify. We picked
0: we together we chose five bands, yep. big bands from overseas. hmm Um, and then we'll bring one to the table each.
1: Yep. All right. Yep.
0: So that's what's happening.
1: Yep. All right. So let's start with what I think is the easiest
0: Okay. Metallica. All right. You want me to say who I had?
1: Yeah, or I can say mine, what how do you want to do it? Say it at the same time. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. You count down. Okay. Uh, so we we'll go three, two, one and then say it okay. okay. three, two, one, ACDC, AC-DC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it was the easiest one. yeah like yeah ACDC had huge success. They produced that huge loud noise that Metallica did. They were musically awesome. yeah um you know, it had success all around the
0: world. Yeah. Both still going, both yeah. still playing stadiums. Yeah. Um I think I know there's probably going to be some hardcore Metallica fans going, Oh they're not a thrash band. But like Metallica aren't a thrash band. Metallica. They're from f- from like black album to now, they're a hard rock band. I would I would uh,
1: barely call them metal. I would go back even before Black. Yeah. Master of Puppets is not a thrash album. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, and Lars
0: Urich has said um if he had to get replaced, he would want Phil Rudd from ACDC to re- yeah. replace him. Like it makes total sense.
1: Yeah, I agree. I very much agree. And ac uh, ACDC, like when you're driving around in your hick truck in America, you're gonna be blasting Metallica. When you're driving around in your hick ute in Australia, you're blasting AC DC. It's think, the same energy
0: I think there's a big crossover with the audience as well absolutely like i don't think i don't think every Metallica fan will like a c d c but I think every a c d c fan is also a Metallica fan
1: that would that, that I was, would i
0: would i would put the claim out that i don't i don't even think it's that big of a claim but i think a c d c are better musicians
1: oh uh, that one's tough mm. i i think they them for that. I think where you're going to – I think it's pretty even when it comes to guitar. I think Rob Trullo is a better bassist and I think uh mm. drummer from um whatever he's from, uh, ACDC, is better than Lars. But then again, mm. my kids with an electronic drum kit are better than Lars. <laughs> at, um, the <laughs> at the moment. At the moment. Lars was good. Yeah. Um. Do you reckon they are our – as far as ACDC, are they our biggest – Hard Rock Export.
0: Yeah. They've sold more albums than the Beatles.
1: Yeah. Cuz I was I was really tempted just for kind of shits and gigs to say Rose Tattoo. <laughs> because yeah. I, Rose, I mean, Rose Tattoo
0: are massive, massive, but I don't think
1: they're they're bigger outside of Australia than they are in Australia.
0: Yeah. But I don't think they play stadiums.
1: They do. do they they in Europe, in they Europe, they play stadiums. In Europe, they play stadiums. Whether they headline or not, don't know. But they have played. Like I know they
0: play massive festivals, and they're high up on bills on that. Yeah. But there's a big difference between a f- headlining a festival and a stadium. I mean, they could have. No, but I'm not sure. But assuming. I mean, I, I think ACDC. Have.
1: ACDC was the clear answer. I was just for yeah. shits gigs was going to throw out, Rose Tattoo, just because I wanted to say Angry Anderson. Um, <laughs> all right, Raise Against the Machine. Was the next band. Oh, okay. We're doing it in that order. All right. All right. Are you ready? So we'll do that again. Three, two, one. <laughs> I liked that actually. <laughs> All right. We can. All right. So three, two, one, then we say it. All right. Yep. Three. Oh, shit. i got to remember what mine was. Who's next. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I couldn't remember who I was going to say. All right.
0: <laughs> you forgot. All right.
1: <laughs> so just a <laughs> foot disclaimer. I was at work while I was writing, when I was thinking of these things. And instead of typing it on my phone like a normal human being, I had a pen in my hand and I was writing them on my hand, like who the band was that I equated it to. And then I came home, mowed the lawns, had a shower, then all my band names rubbed off and I was like. <laughs> um, right, who, I know who it is now. All right, ready? Yep. Three, two, one, midnight, midnight oil. oil.
0: <laughs> Hilarious. I did have a second one though. Yeah. Mammal. That's purely musically. That's also politically.
1: Okay, yeah, all right. See, I don't know enough of Mammal lyrics.
0: Oh Yeah, all their songs are political. Okay. They're like left-leaning, well, yeah, left-leaning political. Would Get you, up and stand up against the man.
1: Could you have said Cog?
0: Can't say Cog
1: because they're not left wing. Doesn't matter. They're political.
0: Anyway. No, I think it, I think it has oil. to be left.
1: Yeah, all right, fair call. Midnight Oil. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, they have stood and fought for so much. Yep. Um I think they're like there's a there's a passion behind Rage Against the Machine songs, which you also get in Midnight Oil. Yeah. Because they're clearly, you know, it doesn't matter if it's about the topic or about the actual music, they mm-hmm. bring energy and you know, uh What's that famous one from Midnight? All the beds are burning. Yeah, beds are burning. You know, that's going to get the crowd up, Mm -hmm. jumping. You know, in a pub just as much as uh, Bulls on Parade.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: almost more so. Obviously here, but like,
0: yeah. I mean,
1: it's anthemic.
0: I think people also need to, and I'm putting myself in this category as well. um, That live back in the day and their peak, Mm -hmm. they were pretty much a punk band they was all just this raucous noise. Um, I think we have this weird perception of where like where you first see a band, which is older, like Midnight Oil, mm. U2 or something, and you kind of go, oh, yeah, they're like that. And then you kind of equate that to how they were in their peak when they weren't. They were in their 20s climbing rafters, <laughs> you know, trashing stages. Not that Midnight Oil were that you know, wild, but they were very fucking loud, you know. Um, crowds were gone, absolutely mental. They were a punk band and they are a punk band essentially. Mm-hmm. Whether that comes across on the recording or not, you know, is a different story. But no. I only kind of found that out watching the documentary they released. I think it was a couple of years ago now called 1984. Mm-hmm. And that really hit home to me because we all know that they're a political band. Uh, Peter Garrett was a Labor member, MP yep. for a while. Um But I didn't know any more about it than that. But he was in that 1984 documentary. They were doing a tour for whichever album came out around that time. And he joined – he ran for a seat in, I think, Melbourne for mm-hmm. um, – some party which was against nuclear power and nuclear war and that. And it was like a big thing then. He was going to like political rallies and then <laughs> getting in a car and then going to catch up with the band to go on stage. And I think, I mean, there has been a lot of political bands and a lot of good political bands in Australia, but I, I don't think any of them have reached, off the top of my head, none of them have reached the success that Midnight Oil did, no. which – they were massive in America. They were massive in Europe. Green Day so have said they've influenced them. Killers have. Yeah. Fucking REM. Like these are massive. These are bands that we consider huge. And yeah. they all they all know who Midnight Oil are and they all fucking yeah. love them.
1: So, I think I think this one was, yeah, again, another softball. I think we it was it was funny that we had a different we had other names there, and then you threw out Rage Against the Machine. Mm. And instantly I was like, Yeah, Midnight Oil. Well, I mean it just
0: it just clicked I instantly went to mammal because when you go rage against the machine, you go rap. You go rap, Mm. metal, rock, kind of thing. And then I'm like, well, it's mammal. It's political, it's left leaning, it's rap rock. And then I was like, There's gotta to to me, mammal was the obvious one. And then I was like, There's gotta be someone bigger. Because (laughs) Mammal mammal got to a decent size in Australia, but they weren't huge.
1: They never quite yeah they hit that next level. They didn't hit like nah. a they didn't hit like a carnival level. Oh nowhere near a carnival level. But though. that's like that's the kind of the level that you'd expect for a band like that to kind of get to that point. At like, least, yeah, if we're comparing them to Rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, nah, I think that one was Midnight Oil. Good choice. Mm. Good choice. All right. Oasis. Do you uh okay. you ready, ready to do the countdown again? Sure.
0: This one, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure on my own choice for this one, but I'm going with it. All right, committing. All right, three, two, one, Tame Impala. I was going to say DMAs.
1: <laughs> yeah, for
0: the sound, I'd agree. That was the only thing I could think of. The other option I had was Jet.
1: Mmm, Jet's a good one. Jet is very good. I was. All right. So.
0: To me, the weirdest out of the three is Tame Impala. So maybe explain how you got Tame Impala and then I'll go through.
1: Okay. So everyone knows that I think Tame, Tame Impala are a bunch of wankers. <laughs> is it just because everyone's a wanker? The same could be said for Oasis. True. They are kind of a, well, okay, it was Noel and Liam, but this is kind of headlined by mainly by individual. Mm-hmm. Tame Impala is essentially Kevin, what's his face? Parker, I think it is. Kevin, what's his face? Yeah, you can tell how much I care about Tame Impala. However, they have both released like obviously everyone knows fucking Wonderwall, but like Tame Impala have actually released some huge tracks that actually aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. No, they're actually quite good songs. They've got that. They're probably a little bit slower than Oasis. Mm. Maybe a little bit. To, I guess, wanna be stoner rock, mm-hmm. but I just felt like they were the best connections in the in the far that they are. There they are quite, kind of divisive. In the, there are people who froth them and the people that hate
0: them. Okay,
1: um, for me, Tame Impala are
0: too, like a delicate experimental. No. I I do see. I don't think Kevin Park is a wanker. I just don't <laughs> like Tame in Parlor. Uh, um, okay. Now that you say Jet. So Jet was my initial one. But so the, the reason why I went with Jet was. The reason why I got rid of Jet, sorry, was because they were lumped into that early 2000s guitar rock uprising of like the strokes. Oh yeah. The vines, yep. all those kind of things. Now apart from that, I think Jet are a lot like Oasis. They're slightly I wouldn't say heavier, but they're rockier. Yeah. They're straightforward pop rock songs. They've also got the ballads. They were fucking huge. They were massive. Um you know, and they kind of had the same feeling, the same yeah. vibe. They both were kind of mods. So Jet was, for me, was the closest. DMAs, I think sound-wise, DMAs is the best choice out of the three if we're going mm-hmm. by sound. Um, they, they've they even read somewhere that Liam Gallagher likes DMAs, which would make sense because he likes himself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not throwing shade at Liam Gallagher. I fucking love Liam Gallagher. but um,
1: Isn't he a city supporter?
0: He is. He's allowed like to be.
1: Yeah, but how can you like a person like that?
0: I'd, I'd if he was a Man United supporter. <laughs> Man United's the one I don't like. Yeah, fair call. But um, yeah, I think yeah. So Liam Gallagher said he likes DMAs, and DMAs were touted as bringing back the revival of Britpop when they back in twenty fifteen or sixteen or whatever it was when they released their first album. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think if you're looking if you're looking for a sound comparison, I think DMAs. Yeah, I think if you're looking for a vibe, yeah, you're looking at Jet.
1: Yeah, I, th- I wish I'd thought of Jet because I probably would have thrown that out because mm. that's I'm like yeah that makes so much sense. Yeah, and also just fuck Tame Impala, but um <laughs> no, but like, I still there is something about the two Tame Impala and Oasis. There is a small connective tissue. But, yeah, throwing out fucking Jet. Yeah. Fair call. All right. I'll try
0: and say it at the same time this time. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I was too busy trying to remember who I was going to say. I was like, jet DMAs, okay. Jet DMAs.
1: Let's go Fat Boy Slim next. All right.
0: I, I had three choices, but I- I'm going with one.
1: Yep. Yeah. All right. I had two, but I'll – all right. Actually, two and a third. But... All right. The third one's a fun one. All right. You ready? Yep. What am I gonna say? Shit! All right, all right. Three, two, one. Pre-set.
0: Groove Terminator. Ooh. yeah, yeah. All right. So Groove Terminator. Uh he's an Adelaide boy. Mm-hmm. Boom. Um, his first album Roadkill. Is it's just big beats, mm-hmm. big beats. There's that kind of hip hop groove because he. I'm pretty sure he was a hip hop. He was in a hip hop group before. Mm-hmm going out as Groove Terminator. Um, I think if, I mean, obviously didn't get massive from what I can tell, he didn't get big overseas, Mm -hmm. but had a couple of big hits here in Australia. Excuse me. Um, he's done a whole heap of ministry of sound compilations, I believe. So he's had good success here. Um, yeah, I, it was it was weird because I was this, like this was a hard one. I, I did struggle with it. Um oh. and then yeah, I was like, what's that song?
1: What and was then, it? What was the other one that you had? The other two I had was yeah.
0: Flight Facilities. Yeah. Yeah. That that was kind of why I didn't pick them, because yeah. I was like, yeah. This one was completely left field. Yeah. <laughs> Machine gun Fellatio. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, band and a DJ. But I just thought it's the same mood. Yeah. And that was all I had. I'm just like it's the same mood. And I just I like machine gun fellation. Yeah. But um yeah, I think Groove Terminator, especially going back to it now mm-hmm. and comparing it, I was like, Yeah, this is nah. like you can tell he's he's uh, influenced by him.
1: I mean, for me it was like presets was an easy one. Mm. They are Quite possibly one of Australia's biggest bands, uh, biggest music acts, and especially their, especially their later albums. They start to really like. They really get into a bit more of that heavier EDM beat that Fatboy can do. Mm. Um, the other one that I was kind of toying with was uh, Flume, because yeah. Flume has had huge international success. As, has amazing sound. Mm. I actually quite like Flume. Yeah. Um, And the third one, just for shits and gigs, was Regurgitator. Yeah, see, so Regurgitator <laughs> and Machine Gun Play
0: Show <laughs> have both come from the
1: same area. Yeah, purely because I was just thinking uh, the song I like repetitive music and then I was thinking of Fatboy Slim is fucking in heaven.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that,
1: that the, way, the way I got to Groove Terminator was pretty much like
0: when I put it on because I was like, What's that song? Um, hey, the sunshine. Oh, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, The sunshine. I was like, what's that? Who does that? And like, group terminated, sick. And then I listened to it. And I'm like, this could be a Fatboy Slim song. And then I yeah. re-listened because I hadn't do, listened to it in fucking decades. Yeah. The the album, Roadkill. And I was like, this is like it, it could have been the album after
1: you've come a long way. Yeah. Um, like yeah, a, a, I think, a, I was thinking. Um, I was thinking. Out of your mind by presets is very similar to their to his song. Eat sleeve rave repeat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The,
0: it kind of yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're right. You're right. I can see it now. It's the, the more harder Fatboy Slim stuff.
1: Yeah, it's is, similar, yeah,
0: similar presets. Similar.
1: Yeah. I mean, like early, and that's kind of like yeah. I've gone.
0: I've gone early. Fatboy Slim.
1: Yeah, so we've covered we've covered all the fat boy slim.
0: Yeah, depending on what fat boy slim you like, if you like the slim slim or the the fat slim, yeah, the fat uh, dub slim. Yeah, <laughs> There's two. Yeah, it's good. Good work.
1: All Various, right, variety. Look at us, Radiohead.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Uh having decided upon mine, I've decided I don't like it, but I'm still going to say it anyway, and then I'm going to try and justify it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna preface this with mine's a big stretch as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. See silverchair. Ya. Silverchair. Silverchair.
0: In particular, Daniel Johns. But silver. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You're
1: you're a bit on a, a bit of a Daniel Johns uh, obsession, a little bit at the moment. I mean, yeah, I go through it. (laughs) I go through
0: it probably once a year, but the the podcast (laughs) has made me go through it again. Yeah. For sure. Um, Sia. Yes. Okay. I can't see that. So explain that to me,
1: please. Sia has a very unique voice. It's very powerful. It's powerful. Tom York has a a, a unique voice. I wouldn't call it powerful, though. Emotionally powerful, yeah. yeah, yeah, which you can also get from some of Cee's stuff. Yeah, she's a little bit left of center, so straight ahead. Okay, musically, it would be a bit of a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> but it's for some reason it was just the name that popped to my head because I'm just like, there's no male artist that to me real or there's there's no real artist that really kind of capsulates – Radiohead from Australia. Mm. Well, I think it's Silverchair. But why? Okay,
0: I'm going to have to read my notes. <laughs> <All> <laughs> this, right. this man came prepared. I did because I had to try and work out why the fuck I thought of Silverchair. Uh, so like I said, it's mainly to do with Daniel Johns as the songwriter, but Silverchair is the most recognizable, so I said them. So there's a couple of things that people hate about Radiohead. Um, but one of the reasons is also a reason why people love them, and that's their evolution. Mm-hmm. So from Pablo Honey to Moonshake Pool, there's little resemblance apart from Tom York's voice, really. Mm-hmm. Um the same thing has been said about Silver especially Daniel Johns. Um Silverchair obviously isn't as big as an evolution as what um Radioheads was, but if you talk to people who know Silverchair, they'll either say they're amazing, they've never released a bad album, or they'll say they were shit after Freak Show, (laughs) (laughs) which those ones are wrong. Um, So they both started as pro-grunge alternative bands, Silverchair, albeit a bit heavier. Um, So they both evolved... Into thinking about what more can be added to a rock band setup. For Radiohead, it was electronics. For Silverchair, it was orchestras. But Daniel Johns has also had the Dissociatives, Dreams, and his solo album, which all dive into electronica as well, mm-hmm. which seems to be where he's at now. Um,
1: Tommy York did have the uh, uh, the album of uh, Black Swan on it. Yeah. With uh, Harry Dan Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eraser. That's, That's it. it. Yeah, the Eraser. Yeah. Which was very more. Lee was on that as well, wasn't he? I think he played bass for it. Anyhow. But, but that's that's uh, Electronica as well. Yeah. So
0: for me, Daniel Johns is our Tom York.
1: Yeah, I think that's. that's
0: I had to say Silverchair because I had to get. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even have to. I could have just said Daniel Johns because Daniel Johns is. Everyone knows Daniel Johns across the world. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah.
0: But I was, cause I was comparing a band. I just said Silverchair,
1: but yeah, I this, cause there's, there's to me, there's not. Okay, as much as I can see where you're coming from mm. for that, and I can probably agree more about the Daniel Johns and Tom York thing. Musically, there's no one really like Radiohead
0: anywhere. No. Nah. Nah. You can find bands that sound like a certain album. Yep, or you can hear uh, people who are influenced heavily by Radiohead. Yeah.
1: Which I dare say Daniel Johns is. Um, yeah. I also kind of liked Marcia one because she did spend time in London as well. As did Daniel Johns. Yeah. Look, see, <laughs> it's the same thing. lived same thing. He
0: lived in Natalie and mansion.
1: Yeah, well, she went there with her parents. So, you know. No mansion for her. She was roughing it. Yeah.
0: I mean, C is from Adelaide.
1: Yeah, C. Hometown girl. Come on, mate. We both got hometowners in there. (laughs) Groove Terminator Uh, and Sia. Yeah, but that was hard. Like, this was surprisingly hard. We did have other ones that we kind of toyed around, but we thought it was a bit too easy. Like, I think we were both leaning towards, uh, we threw out Britney Spears Mm -hmm. and we both said Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Uh, That was a bit of a. That was pretty easy. But there was it's it's hard because had you thought about who would you compare with the Beastie Boys? Hmm. Back to the
0: original one. So I did because when we were trying to pick, um, just pick artists to try and find the comparison to, mm-hmm. I was like, let's try and find a rap one, and I was like, only- we can't like it's hard. I mean, there's a lot more rappers than what we know in Australia mm. because we're not, you know up yeah. to our neck in Australian rap and hip hop. Um but I think Australian at least from what I know of it, rap, Australian yeah. rap is quintessentially Australian. Yeah. Like they they're very specific themes they mm. they write about. None of them hide their accents. Yeah. Or very few do from what I've heard. Um, unless you're like Iggy Azalea. But like <laughs> yeah. I,
1: forgot, I forgot Iggy was Australian, then it's just like yes, despite because uh, I was kind of doing a little bit of research and it's like, yes, despite her southern accent and her songs, she is Australian. She is Australian. From New South Wales. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah.
0: Yeah, she's she's an Aussie.
1: Yeah. Um, um, I mean, clear one and probably again a softball would be Hilltop. Because Hilltop created party songs.
0: Yeah,
1: there were so many parties that we went to with. But Beastie Boys were, once again, they were a
0: a punk band. They had punk energy. Yeah, Hilltop don't. Yeah, I agree. They definitely made bangers, but they're different kind of bangers. Like, like Hilltop Hood bangers are for the club.
1: Oh yeah, I would say that.
0: Don't don't get me wrong. Beastie Boys gets played in the club, but. You could play that Do you know
1: at? how much fun it is when intergalactic gets dropped? You're like, fuck yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Actually, sidebar. So a few weeks ago after a Saturday of playing uh, Loom Bowls, there were a few of us left in the, the club room. So there was no functions on that night. So it was a few of them, myself and a few of the members there, one person behind the bar, and we've got a TV up on the wall that we plug into a laptop we, so we can play music if we want to because we're that technically advanced apparently at the Bowls Club. <laughs> anyway. We started going through different songs. They were playing their, a lot of old stuff, um, you know, from the 50s or the war. I can't remember. Um, but somehow got into discussion of Beastie Boys, mm. me and one of the guys. So we just started playing Beastie Boys for like the next five yeah. songs. It was fucking great. <laughs> and one of the old guys, I was like, who's this? And I was like, oh, it's Beastie Boys. She's like, they're not bad. They're not bad at all. I was like, fucking no, they're not.
0: Because <laughs> they fought for your right to party, woman. Did they ever?
1: Um but I guess yeah. you, can't See, re- you can't really go Living End. For what? Beastie Boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's Friends of Rom? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck yes. Friends of Rom? Uh, I was trying to squeeze Friends or Rom in somewhere. I'm just going to make that a goal now. Just put Friends of Rom wherever I can. <laughs> but, like, that. that I, yeah. I feel like if they met, they would. Fucking be best pals. Yeah, they'd be. They'd uh, enjoy the time. They'd certainly make a party of everything. Uh, Here was one I was trying to think of because I was trying
0: to fit in a rap comparison. I was trying to fit in a new metal one. Um, and I couldn't think of anyone. So who's a, so you going to think? Of who's I Australia's, think of Australia's any, best new metal band? I can think of three new metal bands. Mm. At a stretch four, but only one of them is probably famous enough to. And that is? Super Heist would be the most famous Australian new metal band. Yeah, but, yeah. And then. Like, I'm I- just talking Australian fans. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got to a decent size here. But, like, the yeah. other ones are, like, I mean, these guys got way bigger, I think. Yeah. Um Sunk Lotto. But they're yeah. not. They're kind of, like, on the edge of new metal. And then you've got Tidal from Adelaide who
1: were
0: 100% new metal, but no one knows them.
1: Yeah.
0: I not remember who was the last one I was thinking of. But, yeah, I was like, oh, jerk. <laughs> 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 Fucking good damn jerk. But, yeah, like they I mean, they don't. I mean. We, we didn't really have. I mean, once again. I mean, for jerk, drowning pool? I would have said probably Manson. Or Static yeah. X, yeah, I could, yeah, Static X makes sense. They had that kind of industrial edge. Yep, Title were a lot like One Minute Silence. If anyone knows who One Minute Silence were, no, they were like the biggest British new metal band. One Minute Silence were fucking sick. Title were equally as sick. <laughs> <laughs> to bring out my new metal lingo,
1: equally as sick, bruh, oh. bruh. <laughs> Um, right, so those were the five. Uh-huh. So we had Metallica and ACDC. Um, yes. Raise Against the Machine and Midnight Oil. Yep. We both threw out for Oasis. You threw out. Uh, I say
0: Jet, Jet Vibe-wise, DMA, if you're looking for the actual Britpop sound.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, Tame Impala if you hate people. Um, <laughs> uh, Radiohead, we had uh, Daniel uh, Daniel Johns, essentially, yep. and Sia. And Fatboy Slim, we had Groove Terminator and Presets. Yep. Right. Who's your random one? All right. So
0: I had, and, and as soon as I say the comparison, you know who it is. I'm going to rep another Adelaide band just because I can. <laughs> Every time I die, and life pilot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So every time I die, a sick and Life Pilot are sick. And that's the end of my comparison.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> we, we actually saw Life Pilot at that Froth and Fodder. Froth and Fodder. Whatever Froth, and <laughs> Froth and Fury. Froth and Fury. Froth and Fodder. That's, that's a great name. It's, it's actually a cafe. <laughs> oh, well, it's, but, a, it's my new festival name. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Froth and Fury. We saw a life pile of theirs. First time I'd actually really seen them. And yes. They were fucking- I
0: was I was bigging them up from the moment we got there. Yeah. And, um, and they certainly did not uh, disappoint. Yeah. So they they have elements. You can tell they're influenced by every time I die. They don't sound directly like them, but they're, you can hear the influence. They've got that grooved bass mm-hmm. sound. Um, there's, you know, elements of- Uh, poison the well in there as well a little bit. Um, they really should be. They should be big in Australia. They really should be. Um, I don't know why. Like many things in the Australian music industry, I just shake my head at it. I mean, some of it's somewhat political. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they. They always pull a the crowd. They never disappoint. They just played a show in Port Pirie. Um <laughs> we heard about this. <laughs> yeah, had you seen it. So they they played in Port Pirie and um no, this was only last night. They played in Port Pirie. Oh, it was a different one. And one of their guitarists had surgery like Tuesday or Wednesday mm-hmm. for carpal tunnel on his hand. And so his hand was all bandaged up. <laughs> he sticky taped the fucking pick to his hand. Played and then they showed like a photo of it afterwards, and like his whole forearm up to the tips of his fingers was just black.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but oh. but that would also happen even if he didn't have surgery. Yes yeah. with the energy they have, um, like, like <laughs> they, the, I know, I know they're writing. I'm good friends with the drummer. I know they're writing music and recording soon, which means they'll be hitting the road because they tour, mm-hmm. like they tour properly. Um, if if they're coming near you and you like that that kind of sound, if you like
1: energy, energy, if you want like to have a good time. Yeah, and
0: like the singer reminds oh. me of Jay from um, Friends Will Rom. He does, he does have that vibe to him. Not just the dreads, but not know. just the dreads. He he. You know, it was cracking jokes. Yeah, and, uh, and
1: the thing that gets me is about Life Pilot, and I know we're kind of kind of deep diving Life Pilot here, but the drummer and the bass guitarist are uh, what classically trained musicians, or they've got something. So I think the bassist is jazz trained.
0: Yeah. They both they both went to uh music school. <laughs> I can't think of where they went, but it was a music school, and they're both. Very good at their instruments. The drummer's also the drummer for Mark of Cain. For everyone who knows who Mark of Cain are, mm-hmm. so he has he has some skills. Yeah, and the bassist is oh, he's, great. He's a, he's a freak.
1: And what I loved about he's him is, is like he plays he plays with the bass roughly around his uh, uh, midsection, chest, and stomach. Yeah, and. And higher. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. either above his head yeah. or it's on his chest. And like it's just and I love the people that play like don't get me wrong, when I played I had it around my hip and you know, yeah. had a low because I kind As of As was the style of the time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> For all those with meme yeah. culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was the style of the time. Um but uh I always appreciate a good bass guitarist that can play at that that height. Yeah. I think they just get an extra kind of mm. sound, extra pluck mm. to their sound and it's mm. great.
0: So yeah, I thought I'd I'd uh represent Life Pilot, but it's a good shout. They are Yeah, it's they sh- cuz we don't have that kind of sound in any of the big Australian bands. No. And it's a pity because I really enjoy every time I die. I really like that southern groove sounding thing. Mm-hmm. Um and they they deserve to be they deserve to be Australia's every time I die.
1: Yeah. Um there you go. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> you're going to fucking hate this one and you're going to disagree with it. <laughs> okay, cool. That's what we're here for. So, David Bowie. Bowie. And Tash Sultana.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. So, let me before. <laughs> so, before you explain your reasoning, you threw out Bowie as a suggestion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. Okay. So, I went to, I don't know if people know, there's a music map. Mm-hmm. Website where you type in an artist's name and then they float all these artists' names around it. Why didn't I know about this several which, hours earlier? <laughs> <laughs> which sound like it. The problem is, is they it's like yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, so you, if you put Oasis, it's going to say like Beatles, Blur, yeah. Gorillas. Like it's not going to say it's not going to be. M- it's not going to say like, Motor you, Ace or yeah. You
1: can't locate it to Australia. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, but I was like David Bowie. Let's see what comes up. And there was nothing. It was all, it was all who you'd think. Mm-hmm. And so I literally typed into Google Australia's version of David Bowie. Yeah. And the first link was an article to an NME article saying, it's time to admit that Jimmy Barnes is Australia's David <laughs> Bowie. NME. <laughs> and it listed all their reasons. It was essentially they both done a heap of drugs and alcohol. Mm. They both got a heart problem from it. <laughs> All right. I know. I know. It's very fucking thin ice they're skating on. The other one was um, they both released albums which were um, soul R&B Americana albums, which were both, them, both successful in America. Mm. Uh, the other one was... What was it? Oh, they both could write, they both proved they could write a pop song or sing on a pop song because Jimmy Barnes done that song with Excess and David Bowie done Under Pressure, which they were claiming is the thing. And that was it. And I was like, what?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you listened
0: to any fucking Jimmy Barnes song or anything?
1: No. <laughs> no. I don't. So, so, no. So Just, your
0: your your pick I'm fine with because <laughs> it's not fucking
1: Jimmy Vance. Again, for me, kind of, uh, vocally they, again, have unique voices. Bowie's is in, in, incredible, one of the best voices of all time. Mm-hmm. I actually think she's got an underrated voice.
0: Yeah, I don't it's,
1: mind it's It's very unique. Um, soulful, which is what Bowie could be at times. Mm. Um, their music, whilst you know, category like different styles of music, they both kind of have the same energy in right. a lot of things. Um, yes, there was the drugs things, obviously. Tash was in rehab, Yeah, I don't know enough Tash. I, I,
0: I've only heard a random song here or there. Yeah. I know and what she looks like. I know she can play guitar
1: pretty well. Yeah. She uses a lot of loops and effects and is yeah. a solo act type thing. But um, there's no denying her creativity. And I think that's where her and Bowie are probably the most alike. Because mm-hmm. Bowie was so creative with everything he did. And I think, you know, if, Someone out there is going to be a guitar purist and be like, "Ah, loops don't do anything; it's a waste of time." Ah. Well, you can fuck off. Um, <laughs> my band exists because of loops. <laughs> well, you can fuck off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I'm, you get my point. Like, yeah, I think yeah. I think they're and they they were both incredibly talented people. Obviously, Tasha's still going; Bowie's not. But I think there's more connective tissue there than you might think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was just yeah. kind of my thought. I had possibly thought of the idea of actually putting Sia for Bowie before I kind of ca said all it on that.
0: That I don't mind Sia. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I would have probably said Skyhooks. Yeah. They had only but that's very Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Era. No. And that's still not.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying, but yeah, I think that was kind of fun though. Yeah, interesting. It was kind of fun to come up with that on the fly and just be like, "All right, let's just do this." Yeah, I mean, it was what well, decided this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. good. Let's just recap one more time. Metallicus is ACDC. Rage Against the Machine is Midnight Oil. I'm probably I'm gonna very much concede and say that uh, Oasis is either Jet or um. DMAs, DMAs. Mm-hmm. Probably, I would probably lean more to Jet. The DMAs,
0: yeah, yeah. If you want the sound, listen to DMAs. But yeah. vibe wise, I think Jet's there. Yeah,
1: Fatboy Slim. We had either Groove Terminator or presets, um, depending on which Fatboy yeah, Slim you like. We, <laughs> you know, depending on which era of Fatty. Yeah. Um, Radiohead. Let's just go with Daniel Johns. Okay. I, I I don't think. Uh, I mean, whilst I kind of like my C-A choice. Yeah. I mean, if you want to check out Sarah, check out
0: her early stuff mm-hmm. before she became the big pop yeah. songwriter
1: with multiple wigs. Um, and then you threw out, uh, threw out Life Pilot is our every time I die. Yep, and I threw out uh, David Bowie. Uh, in ours is uh, Tash Lutana, and then, um, we also kind of said that regurgitator. No, uh. Be- or romp, is it? <laughs> Beastie Boys are friends or ROM. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm totally glad that we came to that conclusion. That's a great. <laughs> Anytime we can discuss friends or ROM, I am down to do that. Yeah, Same. You know, I mean, to be fair, I couldn't find my pants today and I think it's probably better that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let us know what you think. Uh, let us know who you would have gone with. If you know of any better Australian choices, mm. you know, I'd be I'd love to hear that. Uh, and as always, you can let us know that by sending us a message at facebook.com slash ultra of noise. You can check out Simon's band at facebook.com slash the unset with all their loop pedals, and you can yeah. check out me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Uh, We'll be back next week with another fun-filled episode. Hopefully Simon record. Uh, Uh, survives to record another podcast Uh Um, but we'll see how we go Uh, in the meantime stay safe and we'll see you next time bye